I didn't say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to put Bonfire up on my Instagram and it's going to be amazing there. It's not because I don't really have that much of a presence on Instagram, but I do have a presence on Twitter. And that's where the majority of these interactions came from. This is the Mad Lemmings podcast, episode number 19. Welcome to another episode of the Mad Lemmings Online Marketing Podcast. I'm Ashley Fawkes, your host, and thanks for joining us again today. Today the sun is actually shining. I'm happy because the sunshine in Switzerland has not been around. It's summer, but it doesn't seem like it. So a smile is on my face this morning. Today we're going to be talking to a fantastic blogger and online marketer, Jacob Curtis, who's in Portland in Oregon, and he's got a great story to tell. But before I get to that, I wanted to quickly apologize for the lack of podcasts the last couple of months. I've had to back off on the frequency of the podcasting and blogging because I've been concentrating on my business. I apologize for that, but you've got to bring the money in before you put the content out. And unfortunately, that's the way that it goes. So I hope you haven't been missing the content too much. But uh, today we've got a good one. Today we're talking about something that sounds kind of a little bit boring, but is actually really, really interesting. And it's employee advocacy. The idea is that you can use some of your employees and their social media influence in order to help your brand and propel your brand and push out your content using their audience that they already have, whether that's on Facebook or Twitter or any other social media presence that they may have. Of course, if you're a small company, this is fantastic. If you're a big company, you can also implement such a plan and leverage your employees and all the contacts that they already have. So why not try that? And some of the other benefits include brand advocacy and also building personal brands. So the employee may also be helping the company, but the company may also be helping the employee by giving them the possibility to increase their brand and their presence and the opportunities they have. And we're going to be talking about all these topics with Jacob today. He's got a great story to tell of how he did that for his company and how they work together to create a great situation and improve lives for both of them and uh, achieve some great results. So here we go. All right. Good morning, Jacob. Thanks for joining me today on the Mad Lemmings podcast. Pleasure to be here, Ashley. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. It's nice of you to take some time out of your day. Obviously, you have a normal day job and that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. And uh, But before we get into that, maybe you can give us a quick rundown of your history and digital marketing and so forth. Sure. Well, uh, geez, tell my story, huh? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A long, long time ago. Now, uh, basically, yeah, I guess my my transition into digital marketing and how I kind of got my start um, basically started uh, back in college, freshman year. Uh, Oregon State University was offering a curriculum called New Media Communications, which basically had classes and professors that were teaching about uh, communication theory, uh, communication and how technology has advanced the way that we've communicated throughout history. So I took a class where I learned everything about, hey, if I wanted to give you a note, I'd have to give it to this guy in a horse to ride it over to the town next to me to deliver, uh, to smoke signals, telegraph, 
um, the web and essentially social media. So um, throughout my college curriculum, I was learning why social media was becoming a preferred method of communication as it was actually happening. So the first thing I did when I got my college email address was sign up for Facebook because it was college only back then too. Mm -hmm. So uh, but fortunately, I've been able to kind of uh, work with Facebook, experiment with Facebook long before even entering the uh, industry. Uh, through my college classes or the college products uh, projects I was involved with. Uh, after graduation, I s kind of s didn't go the traditional route, but I started as a cold caller, uh, a cold caller over at a, a bigger marketing firm. Essentially, uh, I was supposed to be calling and selling Google uh, AdWords and placements, um, but they found out that I had no idea about any of that coming fresh out of college. So basically what they did was they said, hey, uh, you're it seems like you have a lot of social media work. Um, we're starting a new social media team uh, that's going to be calling and selling Facebook pages and Facebook advertising. Um, so this was, again, well before Facebook was as overly adopted as it is now. And being on the phone, you can imagine, would be like pulling teeth when you're calling small to medium-sized business owners, telling them about this cool new thing called social media and how building a community and relationships is going to change the way they do marketing. <laughs> Got hung up, up on, on a lot, uh, but the ones that I did uh, close, I guess, or became my clients, uh, did experience that uh, kind of the success and um, just what it was a good introduction for them on social media. And they had somebody that they could call and uh, kind of help them navigate that as well. Um, ultimately stayed at that company um, for, I was on the sales floor for eight months. After that, I got moved up into fulfillment doing social media landing pages when you could still set up a default landing page. So I worked with a graphics team to kind of develop landing pages for Facebook. And uh, after that, I moved up into more of a managerial role where I ran my own Facebook sales team and also ran the company social media. And then finally, I transitioned out of that and moved to my current job, which is at Bonfire Marketing. So moved kind of into more into Portland in the, in the downtown than, than out into another suburb where I was at. So a lot of experience, a lot of training and education, just uh, all in one. So very fortunate that I'm working in the industry that I actually studied in college as well. Yes, indeed. I studied mechanical engineering and science. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, where we end up. <laughs> and then I was in web development and now I'm more in online marketing. So yeah, the world changes. But if you like what you do, then it's, uh, it's a fantastic way to start. I wish I'd known what I was doing back then. But uh, yeah, we have the ability to change these days. And that's a that's a fantastic thing. And uh, obviously, you're really enjoying where you're at. And you're now still in in social media predominantly right i mean for for bonfire yes yes so i basically oversee the company's social media and uh what we'll be talking about today is uh, how i about seven or eight months ago now uh became essentially an i don't know how you want to term this i've heard people call it an employee champion an employee advocate um so many different terms for this new this new trend coming out of basically leveraging your your current employees to uh, essentially broadcast your brand related messaging, whether it's hey we're hiring for a new position or um, hey check out this cool explainer video of promoting our product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting change in the way things are happening. I think in in businesses in general, and 
Of course, I see you guys in the States leading the way in all of this stuff. And it's actually interesting. It's spoken about it at conferences. I was even in a conference in Belgium recently, and they always say, we're five years behind. Then there's the <laughs> the UK, which is maybe one year behind. And then there's the States. So you guys are, I mean, it's a big market. It's a big industry. And, and the States has always been very uh, forward in a lot of areas. So, of course, you're leading the way in these things. And it's interesting to see what companies are doing. And We'll take a step back first, I think, and say, okay, well, the the first interesting area to look at, and we'll just quickly touch on that, and we've spoken about it before on this podcast with a couple of people, is the whole idea of influencer marketing, which is maybe new to a lot of people out there who are just getting into this area, which is, of course, using blogs and bloggers' influence on social media or the social media influencers' audiences to try to sell or market or suggest or whatever you want to call it, products and ideas which companies are trying to get out there. And instead of broadcasting them on television or billboards or whatever, we're using people who have influence in all of these new channels. And what you've gone and done, and we'll discuss how exactly you did that in a second, is you've taken that and said, okay, well, you can take these influences, but maybe there's people like that already inside your company. I mean, that's basically what you did, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you have an employee and you have a, uh, a good company culture and, you know, your employees are happy, uh, the retention's high, uh, it's very likely that they are your biggest cheerleaders already. Um, if they're enjoying being there, uh, then it's, it's – and it, it's not odd to ask them, I feel, um, if they have a Twitter handle, if they have a Facebook page, or or if they have a Pinterest presence, these type of questions, uh, you know, it's it's 2014 here. They're not going to look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> um, but really, it's about not just uh, looking for those those big influencers um, that are you know probably cost a lot and uh, might not necessarily align to your brand. I mean, if you're just kind of going after the whole celebrity, that's that's a different story. Sure. Um, but really, I think that. Ultimately, everybody can be an influencer, and as time has passed since the initial adoption of social media, um, slowly but surely, individuals have been building up their own presence, um, whether it's uh, Twitter followers, uh, an Instagram account that has a lot of uh, followers on it. Um, So these individuals are actually becoming empowered, and they're empowering themselves that now companies are recognizing. And of course, marketing companies are always looking for new ways to get in front of new eyes, uh, and so I think uh, there could be a very mutually beneficial relationship that can be formed between the brand and uh, the company advocate or group of advocates that a company has. Sure. I think it's it's an amazing thing, actually, if you think about it. I mean, since the Internet has come into play, I mean, when I started university, it was not even in existence. And now we're talking about, well, not only can you start a company and reach out to clients all around the world. But the playing field is being more and more leveled by all of these tools that are happening, whether it's the ability to make video without really being a videographer or the ability mm-hmm. to have to have influence by only having a social media account. And it's actually really crazy. So it really makes a lot of sense to say, okay, well, internally within our company, who wants to help us, who can help us and 
how does it make sense if the person likes their job, as you say, if there's a good retention rate, if the person's not hating what they're doing, they like their company, they like their boss, they want to talk about what their company's doing, if they have nice things to say, then it makes sense to align those two things. So I think that's really cool. It's I haven't heard of a lot of people doing it, but maybe it's all being done quietly. I don't know. Have you seen other companies doing it? There's <clears throat> so basically, yeah, there's a lot of uh there, a lot of companies are uh, trying to figure out how to do this. I know that there are also are other companies that provide these sort of platforms and distribution platforms to where um, they create the kind of white label or white pa- uh, white label a, a platform to where uh, you can have your employees uh, signed up to this that you then it's kind of like a newsroom where all the f- the company's posts are being shared to those influencers or those employee advocates. Uh, and then from there, it's a, either an easy click with modifying the copy in it to send out to their own channels. Uh, but basically, they have these systems in place. And this isn't necessarily how we did it in my personal story because this was an experiment to start off with, with just a single individual. Uh, but I know that uh, there are companies who have full detailed plans with social media guidelines and usage, uh, how you should be presenting the company, kind of combining their style guide and uh, brand book in, into making sure that the employees um, are also ke- being consistent with the company's uh, branding and messaging. Um, so they do have a little bit more formalized of a structure. Yeah. But again, this is such a relatively new um, avenue for marketers and for for companies that are finally getting privy to the information and the success that some people are having Mm. to where they are trying to internalize it and structure it a little bit more, not only for organizational purposes, but also for measurement and uh, ROI. Yeah. It must be very, in some ways, dangerous, I guess. If I'm just thinking of companies that I've worked for before, if they came to us, I mean, this were not happy companies, but if you're working for these companies and then they suddenly say, yeah, go nuts, share our stuff, and then you really need to be on top of that stuff and see what people are saying. I guess the monitoring becomes extremely important. But before we get into that, let's step back and, and go back to how you approached it. So before we were talking about you were doing community management and then you had an idea and you wanted to approach the boss and say, look, I've got a following. And so how did you come about this whole process within your company? That's a good question. Um, basically, yeah, I, I was originally hired onto Bonfire to do um, community management for some of our uh, bigger clients. And um, from my previous experience and from my education, you know, I transitioned really well into that um, and was doing that for about eight months or so. And I just kind of recognized that our company wasn't necessarily practicing what it, what is, what it was preaching. Mm-hmm. So we were doing phenomenal jobs for our clientele. Uh, however, because at the time we had about uh, 12 or so employees, we're at 22 now. Um, but when I first got hired on, there was about tw- uh, less than 12 of us. But we were we kind of had our, our own company's brand on the back burner. We had a website. We had a Facebook page. We were updating it uh, semi-regularly, but it wasn't necessarily prioritized. So um, from my experience working with my previous employer uh, handling the company's social media and from that, also handling kind of the company culture, getting groups together, potlucks, these type of internal uh, team building exercises or team building events that would go on because I feel a community manager should be 
kind of the biggest cheerleader around and involved in those type of things as well, working mm-hmm. with HR or other uh, internal internal departments for uh, just employee get-togethers, etc. And so I just said, hey, I recognize that we're not really uh, upkeeping our own social media. Um, from the last two years of me building up my own presence, I basically used myself and jacobcurtis.com as uh, an experiment to learn kind of the best tricks, the best tools, uh, meet the right people. And um, from there, kind of incorporated that into, hey, I'd like to try to bring Bonfire into the mix and essentially introduce Bonfire to my online friends who are already familiar with the type of content I produce, uh, blog content, um, to where they're more likely to then share that with their audiences coming from me aside from a brand logo of a little Portland agency they never heard about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely helps to come with a springboard, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just something you could plug it into essentially. So how did that come across? I mean, you we were talking about it earlier, but you've you've already got your your brand set up, your name. I mean, your name basically, so it's it's quite powerful. Then people come to know you, and your name is everywhere in your picture. And then suddenly, you're sharing somebody else's content. Did that come across okay? Yeah, that and that. That's, I think I'm glad you brought that up too, because um, really, when I first started this, uh, and because we as a, as a company, Bonfire hadn't really had uh, say any up-to-date ebooks or anything, any downloadables, any uh, email capture forms on our site, uh, these type of things. We weren't necessarily blogging consistently. Um, so I knew that as long as it was valuable content um, that was easily shareable, for example, um, it wasn't ever salesy, like hire bonfire marketing. Okay, everybody share this article. <laughs> it was more so Here's the top, and we do this weekly, but it's called the state of the industry. Uh, but here's the top four industry, you know, links you may have missed with a little brief summary and, and, and takeaways of of these articles. So even though it was coming from Bonfire's blog, it was still content that wasn't salesy or or trying to pull anybody into a funnel necessarily. Um, so that's that's kind of how it was received to where um, they were people were recognizing that. It was just valuable content to share out, and because it was coming from me as the writer, um, as well as having you know a, a nice website that it was easy to kind of refer people to these things. Yeah, yeah, but I think the trust has obviously been established. You've been working on your brand for a while, and if you're then controlling what's going out, I'm pretty sure, and most people probably assumed it anyway, that you're not going to share garbage because you'll soil your own name, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you take so much time like myself. I mean, you invest a lot in blogging and connecting and sharing other people's stuff and gradually whittling it down to only good stuff. And then, yeah, you've done all that work. And then suddenly, oh, here's some trash. Go and share this for me. That would be <laughs> <Yeah>. fantastic. <laughs> so now that you're listening, how about this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see a lot of that stuff. And I've been doing some investigations and and even chatting with a guy I'm working with in the States at the moment and he's doing similar stuff on his side. We're both kind of looking for customers and stuff for our businesses and looking for people who could do with help. And it still amazes me how many people, and I guess this is because we know how it should work, but how many people are just spraying the internet with their salesy stuff? It's It just astounds me. It's like all their posts or all their tweets for the last six months are just 
look what we did, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did, look at our new video, look at our new video. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what do I get out of this? <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I think they still think that it's a, a TV campaign or, or something like that. People haven't realized there's a change in philosophy that comes with using online marketing. But Yeah, you can, uh, you can imagine the from me and my sales experience on uh, cold calling, you know, business owners about their social media and actually diagnosing with them on the phone, their Facebook page, uh, saying, here's a deal. Here's a promo. Here's something about you. Here's you. Uh, you're, you don't even have a cover image. Um, like you have this fantastic looking website. Why do you, why do you have a, why do you have a Facebook link on there? Well, just because, okay, well, I'm clicking onto your Facebook link. First of all, it's it's not even opening in a new tab, so I just bounced off your website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second of all, you have no cover image, and it it's I don't see the correlation between your branding on your website that you spent so much money on, and your Facebook page that has nothing on it. Um, it might be even best to just not even show that right now. You <laughs> Remove know, the link. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just just take it off. That's that's a great point, and things haven't changed. Um, you know, I think uh, there is more adoption of it, but the same people that I was calling on and getting ca- hung up on are the same people now saying that they love social media and they're all about it. So yes. <laughs> funny how things change, talking online and thanking and communicating and reciprocal sharing, et cetera. So um, definitely uncovered some things that I wasn't expecting. But, you know, as, as you're saying, it's not just it's not just, hey, just share my articles. It's, hey, uh, we're familiar with each other. I share your stuff. You share mine. This is Bonfire. I'm a write for them too, and uh, they write some pretty good stuff. Could you share this as well? <laughs> yeah, I can see the I can see the dip. I'm just looking here. I didn't look at the little uh, note on the side here. Wedding vacation. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I just love how uh, you know going back to your point on on data. Um, I just love how how the data really tells the story too, and uh, how when you really look into it, like why was that? Oh, wow, that's why. Um, so, yeah, we use Simply Measured uh, for our clientele, and uh, they buy guest blog for them as well. For example, this is on Simply Measured's blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was my first contribution to them, but I had been chit-chatting with them back and forth for a while. I'm, uh, they had done some spotlights on me for their own blogs previously and uh, asked me to contribute to a white paper and such. So I'm very familiar with uh, the employees working there, especially the, the community managers and the ones that oversee their digital presence. So um, it's I would already built that relationship with Simply Measured prior to even writing on their blog or understanding that uh, I would be <laughs> coming an uh, employee advocate. Yeah, sure. And this uh, this tool looks quite cool. Actually, I've never. I've never used it. I mean, I don't have a huge need to, to. I'm guessing, to get really good use out of such a tool, you probably need to be to be paying for it. But um, There are some free options, too, if you want to just kind of check it out, but you can just do that. Yeah, I see at the top here it's got pricing and, and, and free. But it looks, it's cool. I mean, it's, I mean it's the stuff that you broke down was quite interesting. You can really see uh, who is sharing, what influence they have, what cloud score they have. And yeah, exactly what's going on with your shares over time, particular days and months and so forth and and how that's, okay, you've got it broken down by the networks and then by the, I think you were also talking about, you could see specifically the influence that the tribal was having as a, is that like, I think on Twitter, you can see that, right? Where the share has come from, the, the actual source of the share. Yeah. Okay. So that's quite cool because I mean, ultimately... And you hear this a lot, and it's something that 
it's difficult to do as a as a one man band, but if you're working for a company or as a team, I think it's a lot easier and smarter as you really need to be measuring as much as you can to be seeing where you need to be to be spending your time. I mean, personally, I do that in terms of what gets me business. And then I've been changing my focus on, on my business, depending on what brings in customers. But when you're looking at a specific goal, your goal is to get your stuff shared, to get more interaction, to get more retweets. And then you can see from these these numbers exactly how that is happening and who is the most, the most important. Have you then gone and... Um, sort of caressed those those relationships depending on who's been more important or did you know these people already or how did how did that turn out in terms of the stats yeah so uh, originally uh you know bonfire wasn't really getting a lot of action as far as mentions or anything like that goes uh so you know earned earned media essentially they weren't really getting any organic mentions of them and and uh, amplification anyhow so um, and that, I mean, that just makes sense. It's it's difficult for uh, just another, when I say another Portland agency, it's not like I'm downplaying what we do, but there's a lot of us around there and this goes for everywhere. Um, so how does this blog that's from a company get out there? I mean, what I was seeing, the problem is that we were writing blogs, but nothing was getting shared. So it was a very, it was pretty discouraging taking all this time to write a blog, proof it, send it to the editors, find a good graphic for it, put it up, and then click publish and be like, all right, well, this is this went nowhere. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So um, I know that when I kind of uh, – a lot of the initial relationships of the people who ended up sharing uh, Bonfire's articles through me were found on Triber initially. But I had been an early adopter of Triber since I first started blogging anyway. So um, from, as you you mentioned, seeing my face around these places, uh, seeing my own blogs that I was producing that people were familiar with my own individual content, um, when I just plugged Bonfire into the mix there, and you're familiar with Triber, but when it started to show up in the feed, um, and I also created a Triber account for Bonfire as well just to, to – reach another little audience outside of what was going to be sharing through Jacob Curtis. But um, really what I found there is that they had already become familiar with my content and what I produced, that it was easy for them to then share that. Um, and then, yeah, so upkeeping those relationships is a major point and something that I wasn't necessarily expecting the magnitude of because um, you could see from the Twitter engagement, for example, and that's that's the majority of where these interactions came from. And the only reason for that is because that's where I'm uh, most present in my own personal brand. Sure. Um, so I know, I know on one of the last podcasts with Rebecca, you had discussed, well, I feel sometimes companies feel like they need to be everywhere and then they get burned out and then they don't have the resources for it, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I think that's also reiterated here where I didn't say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to put Bonfire up on my Instagram and it's going to be amazing there. It's not because I don't really have that much of a presence on Instagram, but I do have a presence on Twitter and that's where the majority of these interactions came from. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's important, I think for a company and, and for a brand to know where to focus and to focus because when you start out, everyone says, and I don't know if this has come from the whole Pat Fling, Flynn saying of be everywhere. It sounds cool, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think he meant it, meant it like that, but 
Yeah, being everywhere, of course, maybe you have a profile or something set up. I mean, at least Google Plus, because Google likes at least that you have that author rank and all of that kind of stuff. But having an empty profile, I mean, I have one on Facebook, which is up and down, and I don't like leaving that empty, but I just can't prioritize it, and I don't want to delete it, even though I should. But yeah, I mean, right. really having two, two, maybe three places where you you spend more time, I think, is absolutely crucial. And it's interesting to see that the stats play that out. Actually, in my case, though the actual effectiveness of it is is interesting as well because someone once asked me. But anyway, getting back to the point, which is that my Twitter is up to about 7,000-something and my Pinterest, which I started very late, is now at about 1,400. And yet nice. I, I get three to four times the amount of visits from Pinterest. Yeah, and uh, I've also noticed that uh, you've been you've you've been updating your pictures a little bit more and uh, making a little bit uh, you know cleaner visuals to go along with the posts. And uh, it looks like you've been spending a little bit more time on the graphic elements of yes, your uh, most is, recent. That is key, of course. The yeah. I mean, with Pinterest, if you share an an ugly picture with a horrible Comic Sans font or whatever that looks childish, then it doesn't have Viral. the same impact <laughs> as something which is consistent and clean and suits your brand and looks professional. It doesn't have to look sort of crazy professional that people don't even want to read it. I mean, it's not from a company, it's from me. But I got that sort of from Rebecca. I was like, okay, she's consistent and I'm seeing her stuff around and it stands out and that's key. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. I'm kind of I'm semi-consistent and it's, it's not right. So I decided to realign my brand and it, it really made an impact but um yeah i mean maybe that's part of it it's not just the amount of followers and what you do it's where you are and and, and how you interact i mean it's very hard to interact on pinterest there's very little interaction but mm-hmm. yeah you've got to focus so i mean that's that's also important and and you've used your brand there and it's obviously had a had a huge impact so i mean you've also said in your in your article that i mean using the right tools is key as well and measuring and obviously that's what you've done and you've seen and and has your company been impressed by that your your boss has gone wow <laughs> give me a raise <laughs> uh not quite yeah but. so it's all good uh it was kind of an experiment at the beginning and we were both curious about how things would turn out um uh my president uh ryan lewis is is very data driven too so um it was very important for me to actually have these graphs set up um, to where I could show him the progress over time. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what this represents, because throughout this experience, um, it wasn't, I was still doing the other overhead work. Say, for example, if uh, we had a new client just come on and they needed to get onboarded uh, and have a community manager oversee their initial account before it was ho- we hired somebody to fulfill that account. Um, so I was still kind of running around, jumping on other accounts. Um, if someone got fired or quit, for example, um, any overflow, I would basically be taken care of. Um, so it wasn't solely all my time and energy wasn't solely focused on uh, that side of it. But what we did kind of set up is a nice platform. And in theory, uh, it shows that as soon as the switch is turned on and we're only really being held back by our content production now. So as long as we're producing content, it's already shown that the content's getting shared. Um, I'm not sharing it, as you had mentioned, if it's extremely salesy, but because I have some direction in the company, 
um, and, and the outbound marketing of the company, I'm able to kind of direct that too, which is another point. If you're just having your brand advocates send out salesy stuff and you don't give them the chance to either modify it or, or spin it in a non-salesy way, a more humanistic way. Um, but yeah, basically we, he was very happy with the results and what we have now is just a nice platform to where when we develop a white paper, or uh, say a webinar, for example, that I host, possibly in the future or anything like that, um, we're able to then send these type of messages out without necessarily, and I think that's just kind of just with our industry too. Um, it's not going to be very, hey, become our client today, become our client today. I mean, of course, we'll have, say, like a lead capture or a contact us on the blog, like on our website. Uh, but again, it's not going to be, I'm not going to oversell the company when I don't feel like that's a necessity and that's going to be beneficial to anybody. Yeah, I think it's key to keep that in mind too. And it's it's great that you've done that as well. And I mean, as we talked about before, protecting your personal brand, but even for employees within a big company and someone listening to this might be thinking about that is that it needs to work for both parties because the employer is trying to benefit and that's okay. But the employee is also having these connections which have come from either friendships or peers or whatever. And if they're then sharing something, I think it should be relatively voluntary and in both people's personal interests. So I think it's, it's great to keep that in mind. And I think it really, it helps both of you. I mean, as you say, sharing salesy stuff, I mean, you could do it occasionally, why not? But even as a you know, personal brand with my own business, I also don't send out salesy stuff very often because it doesn't go down very well so <laughs> yeah or even say for example you know having basically having the articles being shared out that are just very content specific resource based uh but also then having say lead captures at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the post uh possibly a link to download an ebook for an email address or a, a pop-up box on your site that before somebody exits the page it pops up and tells them hey you should sign up here uh basically that way, I'm capturing people that are interested in specifically Bonfire's articles and their content and upcoming content to where even though I'm being introduced to these people through my friends or even though these people are being introduced to Bonfire through my friends and uh, you know Twitter, et cetera, and, and essentially their connections that they're sharing it out to, I can then know that I can market to this group of individuals that signs up specifically to our site. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where I can kind of then push out, say, uh, the the more salesy stuff. Hey, here's a webinar, and we're also doing a training. You can sign up for yada yada yada. So the future is bright. It's just a really about now that we found out that hey, this does work. Um, setting up a strategy of uh, content production, uh, content distribution, basically setting up a nice editorial calendar to where we can now be consistently pushing out good stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask, and and you've kind of preempted a, most of the answer, but yeah, what's the, what's the next step? So I mean. Like with anything you're doing, you need to have a strategy in place. I mean, the kinds of services that you're offering, you need to more or less talk about related topics and lead people to either your services or your email list or whatever. So that's now coming into play. Yep. So we actually just did a recent uh, rebrand of our site. Again, going back to the whole practicing what we preach, um, we just really took the time in the last month or so uh, to basically give our, our company a, a massive facelift and refresh. So our website's all new. And uh, it was funny, I uh, being, you know, kind of in the trenches as I am here, um, 
I went ahead and tried to, when we first had our website in the blog section of it, because it was all custom coded and built, um, it didn't have any social widgets on it for sharing. Uh, they were located at the bottom of the post, but uh, they were kind of just built into the theme already. And so I was like, well, how about I just install a WordPress plugin like Dig Digger example, you know, for to for put some buttons on there. So I installed it, activated the plugin, and next thing I know, our site crashes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I should definitely not be in here right now. I didn't realize how fragile and, and custom built everything was. You know, I was just so used to being the whole uh, guerrilla marketer that I was uh, with my own personal brand being like, oh, plug in for that. Okay, plug in for that. And then you read an article <laughs> that says don't use plugins excessively. And you're like, remove that, yeah. remove that. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically the next steps now is um, building in those lead capture forms uh, into our blogs and into our sidebar. Also, developing uh, a, a downloadable ebook, or not necessarily ebook, but a, a white paper or like you know a ten-page guide to uh, digital marketing 101 or something. Because we do get a lot of uh, inquiries from smaller businesses, maybe mom and pop shops or people working out of their garage, uh, who want to work with us, but they just want to work with anybody who does social media in Portland. Um, so having knowing that that's a need. And then just creating that, being able to provide that to people who contact us but aren't necessarily a good fit, but then also having that as a downloadable from our site as well uh, to where you're, you're kind of killing – or uh, what is it? Killing two birds with one stone? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that you, that you have to learn as you go along and it's also been something that I've been tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, which is that – yeah, first you have to establish what it is you offer. Obviously, you guys already have that. And then you've got to start to uh, put up the uh, the rope, as they say, the red the red rope at the nightclub so that you're not letting, yeah. letting in people. Uh, I mean, I'm reading this book at the moment, which is quite cool, called Book Yourself Solid about this kind of stuff and and having um, the, the key customers coming in because, of course, you don't have time for everyone. And, right. and everyone doesn't suit you and you don't suit them. So it doesn't make sense to have a service for everyone because you don't serve everyone. And so, yeah, you might as well, you need to find out who, who are your ideal customers and, and how to get them on board and how to scare away the ones that don't fit because it doesn't work for either of you and then gradually lead them down the path. And it's a very fine, it's a very fine tuned thing, but it's interesting to see now you're coming on that path. You've got the traffic coming in. You've got the, uh, You've used the advocacy and, and it's an idea for a lot of companies out there, I think. I mean, even if you're, I mean, as you said before, even if you were 10 people or five people, if one of you has a presence and it's entirely possible in certain industries, even if it's a Facebook presence or, and I was reading in the other article attached to yours from uh, Simply Measured, they were talking about an, an example of REI. I mean, it was an example that doesn't necessarily exist, but they were saying, you know, if you work at REI, the sports store in the states and you have all your employees doing a lot of outdoor stuff because they do that's the kind of people they are exactly all of their friends typically especially in that kind of industry and there's a lot of industries like that will be in the same kind of into the same kinds of things so it's very easy to market to their friends now that's not going to work in every industry i used to work at a bank mm -hmm. and of course the bankers <laughs> working at the bank aren't going to all be selling banking products to their friends but in a lot of industries there's a lot of very specific passionate industries there's a lot of leverage there so i mean what we do yeah, and, I, and digital marketing is the same right i think a lot of the time too uh these these employee advocates are already doing it uh without you even maybe knowing you know it's 
I know when I uh, when there is a job posting, uh, I know that people might be interested. So I naturally share that out. Uh, I think you can tell just from the employee about how uh, their affinity to the co- uh, company and and a lot of the times these people are already social activated anyway to where it just it's just another thing for them to be sharing so they already do it naturally without necessarily even understanding that they're uh, advocating for their company right now yeah. um another thing that's really led up uh kind of the future of this is i presented the data and what i had done for the last seven months to my other employees um and basically as i had mentioned before blogging for a, a company that you're not seeing any uh resonance with the blogs. It's not getting shared. It's not getting put out there. Uh, It is very discouraging. So what I've done now is I'm becoming kind of the blog outbound marketing uh, editor to where I'm now showing my other coworkers, hey guys, look, this is going to be good for you too, because if you write an article, I'm going to blast it out to everybody. And not only that, they're going to, my friends are going to be blasted out to all of their friends. So write good stuff and we can totally get your name out there as well. Um, So that's kind of inspiring for them saying, wow, I can really actually get my work in front of other people's eyes um, and build up my own uh, portfolio essentially with, with work. That's something that you can show somebody because it maybe has 60 or so tweets or, or likes or whatever the case is. Yeah, for sure. I had a girl blogging on my blog last year who worked for an agency in, uh, in England and and she was very good she had a lot of Google plus knowledge she came out of nowhere and she had no um, posts to show so I was very dubious of letting her guest post I mean very protective of my blog of course yeah and in the end she had a lot of knowledge so what would be fantastic for these people internally that's a great idea is you're basically spreading the name of your employees which may not necessarily be great for the company in the long run they'll run off but you know that happens anyway <laughs> And or you keep them on board and give them promotions, but anyway, you're you're spreading their name and giving them a name if they want that name. And, Absolutely, and uh, that's yeah, it's a fantastic two way street. I mean, you're basically yeah leveraging your employee's name and giving your other employees a name as a result. That's a fantastic uh, two way street. Cool. It's the aloha spirit, you know. I'm from Hawaii, so just, <laughs> you know, aloha. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool because one of the podcasts I listen to. Um, from a guy in Australia, he, his buddy is actually a, from a hippie commune in in Hawaii. So yeah, I've heard oh, some, that's, some interesting. Gonna, they interest, exist. Yes, <laughs> I've heard some interesting stuff from him. He's now an e-commerce mega lord who has gazillions of dollars coming in, which is ironic. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Cool. So what's so what's next for you then? What's uh, anything interesting on the horizon? You're you're now leading this this uh, editing stuff, and you're you're changing and moving around a bit. Yes. Uh, so I've really modified my position to something that's very unprecedented. And, uh, you know, a, a big thanks. And I'm very appreciative to uh, Ryan, the president, who basically is the one who pays me. So uh, for him kind of uh, being curious about the the effects of this and if something would happen. And uh, now that we see again that um, as long as we're just uh, producing content, uh, that content is getting shared out. Um, for me in the future, uh, what's kind of up with me is, um, basically I'm going to be putting a little bit more focus into, uh, my jacobcurtis.com site, um, as, as well as working for bonfire, because essentially I said, Hey, I don't want to go home and work from seven to 11 on my own personal stuff, yeah, sure. but <laughs> my personal stuff is also driving bonfire stuff. 
So why don't I work on my personal stuff and bonfire stuff on bonfire's time? Mm -hmm. And again, this is where it, it is that negotiation. It is showing, hey, I'm not just using company time to build my own presence you're benefiting from this as well and having the data to back that up. So yeah. that's not going to be something that everybody can go and tell their boss and, 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 and kind of negotiate out. But again, this was the thing to where on the, on the side of relationships, uh, look, I, I don't want to get burnt out right now because I'm spending all the time on bonfires and then I go home and then I'm spending all the time responding to my own mentions and such on Twitter. So, uh, I kind of worked that in initially and I, and I made that perfectly clear up front that that's what my intentions were. Um, so thankfully, I'm in a, a company culture that uh, is, is allowing that and I have the data to back up the benefits of doing so. Um, on the side of the personal branding, um, I'm basically going, I, the Oregon State Alumni Association contacted me and just said, hey, we're having a lot of uh, recent alumni and, and older alumni come back to the career services, uh, not knowing how to get the jobs they want because all they have is a piece of paper resume. And I'm like, well, all they have is a Google search for their name. Uh, so uh, I've been teaching a lot of uh, classes and presentations for the university um, about personal branding for undergrads. And I'm in the process right now of uh, creating a video series that I'll be hosting on my site and possibly on Udemy as well. Uh, about personal branding for undergrads, so how to communicate effectively online, build out your LinkedIn early, um, your parents and you're paying so much to go to these colleges and get an education, but that picture of you doing a keg stand uh, at the party last night that's on your Facebook page isn't going to get you the job you want. Um, so that's kind of what my focus is going to be, uh, is, is helping uh, those undergrads and such understand uh, the importance of online branding and, and basically being aware of what's being said about you online cool. before it's too late. Sounds like, yeah, I mean, and even the positives and the negatives, right? Because as you said, getting a job at the end of your college education, as we all know, and I mean, we've been through it, is not as simple as it's made out to seem. It's not just, you know, high school, college, career. It doesn't just blast like that, especially in this day and age where we've just yeah, exactly. come out of a financial crisis. And if someone can preempt that and build a brand, then... So you've got some fantastic ideas. You're helping employees leverage the company, companies leverage employees. You're helping students get personal brands. And it's also given some ideas for some people out there who are maybe looking to start their own business and are building up their brand. They could maybe approach their boss as an interim thing, may not mention it to their boss that it's an interim thing, but to actually become a job while they're still building their brand before they launch their own business. That's another option out there, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think, as you said, uh, it's communicated as, as far as, hey, this, is, this needs to be mutually beneficial for both of us. Um, yes, I am building my own properties uh, as I'm, I have my main job. So my side hustle, essentially, um, is growing as well. And, uh, you know, I could definitely see a point uh, in a, who's to say I'm not going to put a time frame on it, but to where I'm kind of just uh, freelancing myself. Uh, my wife has finally gotten me to start charging for uh, the talking and, and uh, the advice and consultation I give people now. She is getting super angry that I was just <laughs> like, no, let's just talk. I love talking about this stuff. She's like, you need to start charging, my friend. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, ultimately, the, there's there's big things in the works. And um, again, I, I, I like how you had mentioned um, the help factor because I know this may come off as, oh, me, I did this. Look how cool I am. But really, 
what I'm trying to do here is just open up networks and, and, and contacts for other people to really get introduced. It's a, I, I really like networking and introducing uh, like minds together. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to stop us there before we continue for another hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Where's the best place for everyone to connect with you if they want to find out more? So you can go to jacobcurtis.com. Uh, that is my website, obviously. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Jacob K. Curtis. Okay, with a K in the middle, right. And then yes, you've got Bonfire Marketing is where you're working. Is that the name of the... Yep, so it's Bonfire Marketing. Uh, you could just go to thinkbonfire.com. Okay. And that's where you can find them. Cool. Okay, well, I appreciate your time. And uh, starting early with me in the morning, I'm, I'm about to head off on a long weekend and you're about to head off to work. So I, I, apolog- yep. I apologize for that, but... Uh... Oh, it's, it's all good. Uh, w- would you believe this was my first podcast ever? Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, gonna, so thanks. This is a. Well, should we give a little shout out to uh, my blog, you, where we met? Yes, that's true. Actually, I'm going to get Anne Smarty on. I was talking to her the other day because I was on her Twitter chat and uh, I said, I've got to get her on here because she's doing so many cool things. She's got my, my guest blog, which had that problem with Google. So I'm not sure if she's still working on that, but I presume so. And then uh, the viral, viral content, content buzz, buzz and yeah. now my blog U, which is kind of, if people are not aware of it, it's my blog and then the letter U. And uh, it's a place where you can collaborate and leverage uh, people for blogging, so for interviews or ideas, which is how we connected on this idea. I asked for podcast ideas. And uh, yeah, get on there if you're looking for some other bloggers to do co-blog posting or whatever any ideas you've got you can work with people maybe you've never met find some new contacts and uh, yeah cool otherwise and they're they're one month old today oh really yeah, it's really new, yeah huh? cool yeah oh yeah yeah so that's this is one of those things i i think you can agree with me here ashley but uh to get get in early and uh you know start getting yourself mentioned and found yeah it's it, i mean that along with triber i think is a great place for new new bloggers to be i see yes. a lot of new bloggers there as well and a lot of seasoned guys as well so it's a my blog you and Triber get on both of them <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> all right <laughs> ashley will you have yourself a great uh weekend here coming up and uh yeah cool. i will do the same on my side and we'll, we'll and speak i again definitely appreciate time. you yeah we'll get together again in the future <laughs> that would be wonderful all right thanks jacob thanks a lot well, thanks for listening to that. I'm sure you got a lot of great tips and ideas from Jacob on how to leverage your social media presence with your employees or as an employee yourself, and certainly how to measure that using cool tools like Simply Measured, having a plan in place, having some ideas about what it is you want to achieve and how you want to do that certainly helps with everything you're doing online. I can attest to that with having not always done that myself and seen the poor results. But when you do have a plan and you have an idea of where you're going, you can certainly achieve great things. He's doing that and he's continuing to do other really cool things on the side. So watch out for him. Connect with him on Bonfire or his personal brand and watch what he's doing. He's got some great tutorials as well. And tune in for the next episode. I've got some more cool guests coming up in the next few months and some more cool content coming out on madlemmings.com and also my other website, Zurich Web Design, and I'm starting another partnership with uh, Brandon in the States, Entice Online Marketing. So if you want to take a look at that, we're just getting started, and we've got some cool things coming out there too. So if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, we had a great uh, review last week, and I'd like to thank the person. I didn't get a name there, but the person who did that on iTunes, that was really appreciated. So if you'd 
like to leave me one, I'd really appreciate that. It helps propel the uh, podcast up in iTunes and Stitcher and get more people listening and really help me give me a pat on the back for giving this uh, podcast and that keeps me going. So if you can do that, that would be great. And uh, see you next time.